0: Wepa. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Yao Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today we have an incredible guest. He is an independent creator that's been smashing it for quite some time. He was very forward. He said, yo, I needed to make this book. People weren't popping off on it. I'm going to make it happen. This independent creator went ahead and took the steps to create this amazing book called Atomica. God is read. And guess what? Yo, I mean, he did that back in 2005. But right now, folks, He has this amazing Kickstarter, collecting every single issue of this amazing book that's, you know, uh, drawn by him with writer Andrew Dabb. But today we have Sal Abinanti. Welcome to the show, my brother. How are you doing? I'm all right.
1: How are you, man? I'm doing great.
0: I'm always staying out of trouble. You know us New Yorkers, though, you know, uh, it's uh, it's a rarity if we're not in trouble.
1: (laughs) I, I gotta ask. You know, in case you need bail money, just, you know, where I am. Hit me up,
0: you know? Oh, man. yeah. Okay. All right. Money is green. God is red. And outside Benanti, you'll save Outmega's ass. Hey, right. I got- <laughs> you
1: know, just don't call me comrade.
0: You know, oh, I'm, okay. getting,
1: I'm getting a lot of that. Oh, go back to Russia. And I'm like, guys, I'm from Chicago. I don't know what you're oh, talking oh. about. You know? Oh,
0: uh, yo, oh my God. If, if This is really the truth. Middle finger salute to you people. How dare you disrespect the big homie Sal, okay. like that?
1: It's all right. <laughs> they they somehow make the they think that you know because the character is Russian that I'm from Russia and it's like it's it's a comic book guys take it easy. You know? Exactly. I mean, it wasn't
0: Superman written by by Jewish folks? But you know, Superman wasn't from from, from Israel. Right, you know, well, <laughs> <I, laughs> uh, you know, it's comics. <laughs> you should it just you just find a cool setting and you go with it. Exactly, and a hell of a setting. But like, before we get into the awesomeness of this this amazing creation you did which I was, you know, like, like we were speaking previously, I was buying this when it was coming out back in 05 wow. via the speakeasy. I mean, I remember going to Midtown because I lived in New York back then. Yeah, and, they yeah. were, and, and Midtown, you know, God bless them, they do support indie. They do. You know, so they definitely, when I saw that there, I was like, ooh, what's this? Yeah. I, and I was very happy to have picked it up. Amazing book. And obviously I got very saddened when I was finding it difficult to find it after a while. I was like, oh, what happened?
1: You know? Yeah, you know, putting out indie titles, it's, you know, you, you learn a lot, you know, and, and keeping the consistency of it is a lot of that. Because once you lose your momentum, it's tough.
0: Oh, yeah, know? definitely. You got to keep rolling it while you're doing it. If not, yep. it, it, it's true, man. That energy does dissipate rather quickly, <laughs> you know. But let, let's talk about your energy, on and how you even got into all this goodness. So first and foremost, where are you from originally?
1: Chicago. North Chicago.
0: South. Straight South. Up. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, always born and raised, yeah, still here now. Awesome. So you're
0: talking to Brooklyn own right here. You know, I'm also an Al, but unlike Capone, I'm not trying to take over Chicago, okay? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so awesome. So growing up in Chicago, um, how how was it, you know, for the book community? Were you a fan early on? Was it your family, your friends, or what? How how was yeah, that community no, for you? I,
1: I got in it I got in it, you know the spinner rack in in at the, 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 the drugstore you know i i fell in love with it when i saw thor by john busema i was a big john busema fan with conan and thor and and john ramita and Gene colin i was a big marble guy
0: and who put that book in your hand though
1: i just my mo- my mother would go to the drugstore yeah, <laughs> always you know, mama the drugstore and then you know you'd wind up wandering away and then you know uh, you, the spinner rack was always there and then i hit the spinner rack and i discovered Thor and it just I got bit by a vampire. I knew from the minute I saw comics, I said, Man, this was this was it. I didn't know I didn't even really care about the story as much as that was just, you know, the art. And then once I discovered Kirby, forget it. I mean it that was a rap. It, it was all over. I mean, when I discovered New Gods and the Demon, I knew Kirby from like the his D his D C years before okay. he, I didn't even realize he Oh,
0: so a... you got caught on to Kirby after Marvel. After okay. Marvel.
1: New gods, the demon, Comandie,
0: stuff Omac. Oh, you know, Omac. Omac is my shit though. I love Omac. I yeah. love Oh too bad that Marvel didn't quite understand that upgrade for Captain America
1: at the yeah. time. <laughs> Comandie, I was a big commandy guy. I had that whole run,
0: Sal. So I had to let it I let it go, but I had that whole run, yo. O-Mac. that was, that it was, was amazing. That,
1: that was it for me. You know, because Kirby, you know, it was like you don't get it. And then once you get it, then you really get it.
0: Have you seen the disrespect they try to do on Twitter uh, recently? Because of the Eternals movie, and when they're trying to compare, the, you know, the, uh, how pretty the movie looks versus the book, and oh my God, what horrible, horrible art! Are you stupid? <laughs> like, right. No, I mean, it's- I'm not calling you guys stupid. All right, let, let, me not, let me not, be that dude. But I was like, yo, that's it's really total ignorance. Educate yourselves a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it's it's look, man. Kirby is one of the greatest artists of the 20th century, in my opinion. I mean. For, I mean, Cheers there's,
0: to that, brother. There's,
1: there's, and I love them I got a lot of heroes, but for me, there's Kirby, and then there's everybody else. You know, yes. because there's no. I mean, this, that that's always how it was. If I was gonna send one guy to Mars to compete against the Martians for, the, <laughs> for enslavement of of our civilization, we got to have a competition. Your best artist against our best artist, and the loser, their planet is enslaved. I'd send Kirby.
0: You know, yeah. okay. in it, his imagination hell yeah i mean did you see what he first, did with the it nfl
1: even? around Al. they would just the, the martian would go oh man forget about it i'm done there's nothing i can do against this I'm Like,
0: did you meet my mother how did you know how she looked <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
1: and so when people go oh but what about and what about it? i go guys you could have a long conversation about a, a great artist and who's this and who's that but for me it, it starts and ends with him and then there's everybody else
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's just not, not the art. I mean, that the that, that imagination that the man had. I mean, it, it was what not, he created,
1: how prolific he was. This is a guy that was doing four to five books a month. You know, I mean, and
0: nowadays you get a, a one person, a broken pinky takes him three months to do
1: one book. A guy for <laughs> twenty two pages a month now, that's considered he's he's like you know, he's, he's a, a superstar.
0: Roster. Yeah.
1: Right. But to, to do four or five issues a month, that's 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 superhuman. Nobody'll ever do that again. I mean, that's not possible. I agree.
0: I say that all the time, too, because we have a show called International Comic Crusaders, and, you know, we're all Kirby fans, and we always say it, like there would never, ever be another person that would have that, that 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 workhorse ethic. I mean, homie would just sit down all day and just bust out page after page. Right. Insane. Yeah. Insane. You know? So let's I mean, talk about look you.
1: At I wanna his, talk- look at his work before Fantastic Four. I mean, oh, yeah. all the horror books and all the stuff he did in- The romance. I mean, he- you know, he yeah, romance, romance books, romance I mean. stuff, the war stuff, Captain America. I mean, this guy had a full career before he went to Marvel and started FF and everything else. And we know what he did there, and then what he did at DC after he left. Yes, you
0: know, and then he returned stuff. back to Marvel, and, right. he, and and then after that, you know, yeah. independent labels started picking him up. Right, and, and he he
1: did more stuff, Devil Dinosaur. And, oh yeah, and you oh, know, yeah. he, that's when he did the Eternals, and then he wound up doing all kinds of stuff for them. So. yeah
0: great stuff man but we're talking about a workhorse like yourself too because you you've been on the grind for a minute so let's talk about the journey of you stepping in so here you are as a kid right you know you you fell in love with thor marvel joints kirby Bushema, all all the bad boys thanks to mama you know you know taking you and, and with so when did you find your tribe if you will did you find the tribe ever
1: no, well, you you know, as a kid you grew up in an Italian family, you want to be an artist. They tell you you're out of your mind. Because you know, they think you <laughs> you they think you, you know, back to cut day, off
0: your ear and shit.
1: My father, yeah, he's like, Oh, you want to draw flowers with the girls. You know, he said, you know, he didn't want oh. me to be an artist because he wanted you know, in those days it was it was blood, sweat, and tears. It was old school, children in a depression, you know. But I wanted to be an art, you know, you want to be an artist and it kept me out of trouble. So I just used to sit and draw a lot, and then when I wanted, when I decided I wanted to get into comics, Al, oh, they weren't having any of it, man. I went yeah. in every portfolio line, I went to every publisher, I went, I, I did the con in New York, I went to, to 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 you know every company there was, and continuity and now and Marvel and everyone. You're told go to New York, meet with the pub. They told me forget about it. The stuff is your work is too disturbing.
0: Oh my gosh, it oh. is your family.
1: Hey. And then at some point when you stand in enough of those lines, you either get motivated to say, all right, look, I'm going to shuffle the deck and do my own thing. I was bartending at the time. I was a landscaper. I was a roofer. You you know, you got to eat, you do whatever. But I said, look, man, uh, wanting to be an artist is like running off and joining the circus. You know, the the circus don't need you, man. You need the circus. So I said, I'm just going to do it myself. What do I got to lose? I mean, Desktop publishing got a lot less expensive after two thousand because oh, yeah. things you know the technology changed. You could go to a printer and order fifty copies, a hundred copies. Before that, if you didn't have a print run of fifty thousand, they wouldn't yeah. talk to you. No and one wanted to, 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 to talk be black to you. and white. It had to be yeah. black and white. But I saw guys producing their own book. I saw the image guys jumped ship. They went and started image. I saw what Billy Tucci was doing. I saw what a lot of other guys were doing. And I said, Hey man, you know. What the hell do I got to lose?
0: Wonderful. I I love that you take that took that approach. Now, when you took that approach and those steps to say, okay, I'm gonna do this on my own. Yeah. Did you get educated, or did you just throw yourself into the fire pit? If you well,
1: you get your ass handed to you pretty quick. I mean, I, I I mean because there's a lot to learn of just deadline. You know, getting it out, dealing with printers, and you just make it up. Your movies are going along. I was lucky where. A good friend of mine, who's a New Yorker, Brooklyn boy, Buzz, you know Aldrin Awe, he was the <laughs> inker on Atomica, so he was a dear friend of mine. So when I approached him, I said, "Hey Buzz, I I, I need somebody to help me with this to kind of give it a slicker look. Can you ink it for me?" And he was like, "Sure," you know. And so I approached it from that point of view, and his inks gave the word. I was, you know, you're insecure. You want to be sure you're delivering a professional product. So I worked with that. I found a couple of colorists, uh, uh, Beth Satello and uh, Christina Strain, and they did great work. They were working over at Aspen Comics at the time. And it's like anything else. You approach freelancers and you go, hey, this is how much money I got. Uh, my budget was this. My budget was that. I saved my, my dough ahead of time. Nice. And I asked Alex Ross to do a cover. He's a friend of mine. He said, sure, when do you need it? because I had no delusions that doing an indie title, people were going to give it a shot.
0: So wait, wait, wait. Alex was one of your boys. You're like, yo, can you do something for (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no. How did you meet Alex? How did
1: you get in? I'll I'll back up. I'm sorry. There's a local group of Chicago comic artists. Okay. uh, Angel Medina, Alex Ross. uh, Okay. uh, uh, Um... I'm forgetting uh Jill Thompson, Tony Akins, guys that were working in the business. So we oh, kind okay. of we met at a local comic store. We start talking. Alex was was already Alex. He was already Galactus. Because you know, <laughs> he had done Marvels and he yeah, was working at Kingdom Come. And then he asked me because we were just friends. He asked me, hey, could I pose for him to be Captain Marvel in Kingdom Come? Because he shoots, you know, he does a lot of photo reference. So I, I was like, Captain Marvel, you mean the guy with the little cape? Yeah, I thought Captain Marvel at Marvel, the you know, the the cool guy, not the one from the television yeah. show. So I'm like, <laughs> Captain Marvel, what the hell are you gonna do with him? And he's like, Oh, he's a character in this new book I'm doing, Kingdom Come, blah, blah, blah. So, so you cool.
0: were the you were the photo model for that? Oh, yeah, so yeah, kept... everybody was talking to the Rooster family
1: <laughs> And then yeah, and empower hope and then for you know. They 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 haunted me for at the cons for years with that, man, asking me, to, hey, bring the <laughs> bats in, and hey, say the magic word, and all that bullshit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. But it was flattering, so I was like, why not? But awesome. with Alex, I just said, hey, man, I need a hook. I need a reason to give these comic stores a reason to buy this thing, because I'm, I'm otherwise it's just this artist nobody heard of coming out of right Field. So he's like, sure, when do you need it? And then that's that's where the first cover came from. So I was off and running. You know, I mean, you, you need help, man. You got to ask for help.
0: Oh, I love that. You're not afraid to. So before we start getting into that, let me show the, the awesome trailer that you have on your Kickstarter. Mm. The little video. So let's go share that real quick. Actually, I always do this. I don't know why I always do this, but I always do this. This is what I do. All right. So here we go. That's the right one. Yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, let's let's go ahead and peep this folks because so this is fire. Yeah. I love that
1: cover. Yeah, that's that's the Alex play. Yeah. My name is Sal Benanti, I'm the artist and creator of Atomica and the Hostage. Atomica is the modern 20th century god of the Soviet Union because a god is only as strong as his worship. And the mythological gods of Russia are now dying. So they want their power back, and the only way they can achieve that is by eliminating Atomica. The 12-issue story arc is basically Atomica's journey through the different regions of the Soviet Union eliminating the mythological gods of Russia. Growing up in the 70s, I was a big, huge Jack Kirby fan. I kind of filtered my love for uh, Jack Kirby through uh, the idea of the Soviet Union being this evil empire. And I did two separate trades, but this is everything. This is the big Megillah. This is the Atomica love fest of all the covers, all the back covers, all the pinups, the first 12 issues. It's, it's like, you know, everything, all the mistakes I made are kind of rectified with this. And it's a labor of love for mine. So to see it in this omnibus form and to finally check this off and put it to bed, so to speak, is very rewarding. For Reward, we felt it was important always to have the entire omnibus package, the entire 12 issues, all the covers, all the art. We also felt that a lot of these covers and a lot of these back covers deserved kind of their own treatment. So that's why we want to offer a lithograph package. We're doing a series of atomic bookmarks with some of the great art that's in the book from all these different artists that contributed. This is my second Kickstarter, my first uh, was the hostage. I'm an independent publisher. I'm an indie comic publisher. That's all I can do. That's that's the only thing that I know. If you're really going to enjoy what you get and what you see, then I'm, I'm hoping you give it a shot.
0: Just wow, right? Gorgeous artwork. Gorgeous looking book. So explain to people. I mean, we got a little bit there, but Atomica, why, why go that route with with a creation of a man made god? Again, you know that that's that's the kind of shit that I was into then and still and it really <laughs> attracted me. I'm like, wow. So just reading the synopsis then, I was like, oh okay. So this already sounds wild. Man made gods, why? So I ain't already read, read most of the story. So but go ahead, brother. Because know I, I
1: well, you growing up in the '70s, you know, because I'm I'm you know an old guy uh, the Russia was always the evil empire. You know, they were always the big bad bear. You know, they were the one that all the political cartoons were about that they were the So I always thought it was a tremendous place for a setting, for a book. It'd be a cool place to put a book. Cause I was a big new gods guy. New gods was the book that made me want to be an artist, you know, Jack Kirby's new Gods. And then I just, you know, growing up in a big Catholic family, People don't go to church anymore, man. Technology's become our religion now with our phones and our, and our computers and everything else. So I thought, hey, technology, atomic is a metaphor for the god of the 20th century, which is technology. So I thought, hey, that's Mother Russia's son is technology. So the more I started to, to kind of invest, you know, do research on the Soviet Union, that's what they did. They literally told their people, they said, look, religion is outlawed. This, it it's counterproductive to the state. The state is your religion. Done. We'll solve all your problems. You don't need a, a god. We're your god. So I thought that's who he is. He's the son of Mother Russia. So they created a god, which so that's kind of where it came from. And then when I I, I researched Russian mythology, I thought, man, it's just like what Marvel did with Thor, where he had Greek mythology. So all these characters in Russian mythology, now they're dying because Atomica is the new guy. He's the god of the 20th century. So he has to battle them because they want their worship back. And again, it's not a religious book. It's not political. It's just a cool setting for a book, I thought. And that's kind of where the idea came from.
0: I am digging the the, the, the smack out of this. Cause it, 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 I'm a big fan of, of New Game's American Gods, right? And I could see it's that same type of narrative. It, it's, you know, the old the old guard mm-hmm. and then the new guard. And the new guard talking about your ways are, like, played already. Yeah. You're done. I mean, I am the future. But then, just like there, I, I see in Atomica uh, that he has, um how oh, is it, some, some like emotions towards, like, he starts thinking, am I really doing something here? What am I really doing here? I mean, here is a God that's able to destroy past gods, but even he's questioning his own actions. Like, holy smoke, it becomes such a moral dilemma.
1: Well, it's in and, and again, when the more research I did, the more I discovered that it wasn't a fairy tale. That's what the Soviet Union, they, they dynamited and bulldozed the, the churches. They already told their people. No, wait, they, wait,
0: wait a minute. You, they, you're telling me literally they blew up yes, and destroyed yes, churches. Oh, yes. wow, Soviet Union, the
1: Soviet Union said that's counterproductive to the state. The state is your God.
0: And
1: yes. The, the, 1984, the, for real. <laughs> yes. No, the state is your religion. We are your religion. So the more research I did, about, I'm like, they literally created God. They said, We're your God. And so wow. that's kind of where Atomica came from. He became the God of the 20th century, which is technology. Because, you know, we were scared shitless of them in the 50s with Sputnik and the the missile crisis and everything else. So growing up with that, I thought, man, what better place to, you know, to create, you know, the evil empire than, you know, in the Soviet Union.
0: Oh, yeah. And, And talk about it. because Here's the Mercury comics, right, which started from Mission 5 forward. When
1: uh, yeah, easy, that, was, right? that was basically just me. They they, they, okay. kept, they spelled my name wrong in the ad a couple of times, and I said, man, these guys don't know what they're doing. So what? I, yeah. Speakeasy, they
0: misspelled your name on an ad for the book. Wow. Speakeasy,
1: Speakeasy were, <laughs> were, were, were a good bunch of guys, independent guys, but then after a while, they couldn't, with no find, editor. Their <laughs> they couldn't find their ass with a funnel, these guys. Oh, I shit. said, nah, man, I need to do my own thing. I said, I'm i I'm, a, I'm a, and it was just Mercury Comics is basically just my kitchen table.
0: That's really- <laughs> Do you have a picture of this table that that is the factory that <laughs> <laughs> Right, no, it just
1: literally means I'm the guy that says, "Yeah, okay, sure. How much is it going to cost?" and then you wind up paying for it, you know. You have the-
0: a phone and a laptop. That's the That's awesome.
1: it. And and it's quite <laughs> equity. You know, you're basically doing all the work, so you know, that that's kind of where it comes from. So putting out an indie title is 99% just you you doing all the work.
0: Yeah. And you're then- wearing multiple hats. I mean, that, you're that's not- the life of an independent creator.
1: Well, the unfortunate part for a lot of indie creators is they put the book out and then they don't realize, okay, how am I going to get stores to buy it? Because only like maybe 30% of comic stores will buy independent titles. They just... They don't like – because, you know, look, if they don't – they got to keep the lights on. If they don't sell the book, they got to eat it. It's not like back in the day they could return it to Diamond and get credit for it.
0: Yeah, and what I've I've heard is disgusting from from, from creators when they go to a shop. Oh, well, if you're not on Diamond or Lunar or or, or whatever the other one is, you know what? We're not going to carry you. I'm like, that's kind of stupid because you're going to regret
1: it later on. Yeah, but, Al, even with Diamond, you know, you go through Diamond you know oh they want they want
0: they rape you
1: but what happens is you you put an ad in diamond in the catalog in the previous catalog and then it goes all the way in the back because a lot of comics stores, you know man they want DC they want Marvel it's like it's like brand brand loyalty they want Marlboro yeah. they want Coca-Cola they don't want Yum Yum Cola they, they don't want, want Camel <laughs> they, don't want, they don't want RC and Newport they want the main brands so at least with crowdfunding and with, with indie stuff like this, you could, you could have a video, you can get out there and show people the book. And cause you know how it is, you know, I know in 30 seconds, whether I like a book or not, I flip yep. through and I go, it's either for me or like, you know what? It's not my thing. So at least with this, I could show some pages and I could say, Hey, look, you know, this is what it is. If people aren't mm-hmm. into it, I can live with that. But with diamond, you got you got one page and, and the comic store owner looks and he keeps flipping. And, and, uh, you know, well. and, and some stores, they never even get to the indie section. They of course them. not. They DC and they're done. That's
0: it. I, I've been to shops like that that is predominantly big too. And then I'm like, where's your indie section? And they show me this very, very small. Your, your spinner rack is bigger that's than right. that section. That's right. And It's, it's very sad. You know, that's why I give a shout out to shops. At least when I lived in Massachusetts, Rubber Chicken Comics. Yeah. Great independent section. Yeah, and and I mean, Chicago, and they support indie.
1: Great. We got Chicago Comics, we got Challengers Comics, big independent supporters right from the jump. You know, you don't got to go in there with your hat in your hand and get them to, you know, and some of these store owners they don't even want to listen to your bullshit.
0: No, they don't.
1: They're like, leave, leave it, leave, leave, leave it. Let me, let me take a look at it. Yeah, and then,
0: and then they can't get mad if I start going to then an online retailer that has the indie books I want, or if I start buying it straight from you. Right. Because right. the the shot, as much as I say support your LCS, the LCS also needs to support our tastes. You know, know your fans and, and, and get the good stuff and, and put them on to the greatness of yeah. independent books. I mean, look at the beauty of this art here. Look at this effing cover just right there. Uh, just uh, just well, I mean, that's gangster. And then,
1: then the thing about it, the saddest thing about it is, let me tell you something, man. We need indie creators more than ever. Because yes, Marvel and D C the branding is getting narrower and narrower of what is out there, you know. Of
0: the, course. They wanna keep their off. brands, Sal. So. They they're wanna keep their the characters.
1: Licensing. It's yeah, all about the licensing. They want to control the characters because that's where they make money from. And when you long after you and I are gone, Captain America is still going to be out there selling underwear and T-shirts. And, and he's still
0: going to look like he's forty years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah. I mean? So that's why we need indie publishers. Anybody who wants to put out a comic or a writer or whatever, I tell people all the time. I go, man. I love when they ask me, how do I get into comics? I go, man, don't ask me. I couldn't get in. Marvel and DC didn't want me. They wouldn't let me no, in their party. You know how you got in? You opened your own, your own fucking door. You opened do your the own door book.
0: shit.
1: Yeah. Do your own book. Because at least what you do is you, you shuffle the deck. You, yes. you create your own party. You know I mean? Yes. You, you say you, you create a situation where at least you could say, you know what? As an artist, if you don't like my work, I can live with it. But at least you put it out there. Yeah. Anybody who bitches about comics and criticizes comics, I always say, Hey man, where's your book?
0: Thank you. I do the same thing when people come at me with any bullshit. I'm like, Okay. My first question is, What are you doing?
1: What are you doing?
0: You know, and then I know, don't I hear an answer. an answer. I'm like, All right.
1: Get out there and do it, man. I mean, it's not easy. I'm not it's saying not. It's easy. you're gonna get your ass handed to you. I mean, because you're not gonna, you know, people think, Oh, you're gonna be independently wealthy. It's like, no, nah, man. I mean, why do you think I still, I still do whatever on the side? to supplement my art that's why i work with alex i work with sink i mean i was a bartender for 12 years to put out atomica you know because but i knew that it's like look if you either you want to do it or you don't want to do it you don't really have a choice as an artist you got to do it
0: yeah and and look at the beauty here so who's your teammate because look at the the lettering too because ever since i spoke to janice chang i'm I'm starting to look of, of lettering boxes and placements and all that I'm like, yo, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Who's a letterer.
1: I was there with Dave Sharp. Dave Sharp. is nice. Oh, he's sharp. <laughs> yeah, Dave's a Dave's a a really good uh, letterer in the business. And he was when I, we put Atomic God, He was just, just getting started in the business, and now he's oh, like, a, you know, he does a ton of books at Marvel, a ton of books he's at. The Whiz, yeah. Yeah.
0: And beautiful, beautiful. Oh, look at this panel alone. I mean, what was in your head with this panel, bro? Cause This is sick.
1: It was, there was a lot. I wanted it, I didn't want it to look just like an American guy drawing a Russian comic book. I wanted to kind of, so I looked at a lot of Russian industrial pictures and Russian industrial type, you know, impressionist stuff from like the turn of the century, their old movie posters and things like that. And they had a tremendous style uh, that didn't look like anything else. And so I, that's kind of the vibe I wanted to give the book with and the it you- meta-
0: you give gave that feel you know you gave it it definitely was a very industrial book <laughs> you know that it really felt like the, it, it was heavy but the coloring just the story the i mean it, it's fire again i'm happy and you know, just in going back and doing the research to, to see that like yo i was buying this back in 2005 holy wow. shit Thank we're at you, wow. I mean, what a journey. You know, we're 16 years in going on 17. And then, uh, you moved to Mercury from issue five. Yeah. Right. And six, yeah. right. And then from there, after six, seven and 12 was more like almost like a one per year up until about 2011, right?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So basically from that point on, from the, from the time it ended now, we're at a 10 year anniversary mark. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, it was. It it's was on journey, bro. It was one of those things where, yeah, I wanted it to be. I wanted to. I put the trades out, but the trades kind of got fractured. You know, people had the second trade, they didn't have the first trade. And then you remember that's when the absolute editions were coming out. Everybody yeah. was buying it. And I was like, man, I can't. I ain't nobody going to buy no $100 absolute edition. I'm trying to sell individual comics because. You know, I was old school. I liked issues. Me I too. trades. I like to put out individual issues because that's what I grew up with. But the whole business was leaning towards trades in those days, and everybody's like, "Hey, I'm waiting for the trade. I'm waiting for the trade." I'm like, "Yeah, what trade?" I can't sell individual issues and you guys, are like, hey, you know, <laughs> so finally I did it. Then when it, the, the two trades came out, they're like, well, where's the absolute edition? I'm like, what absolute edition? Oh
0: my God. And where's the artist edition? And, right. and, and where's the,
1: the silver like, edition?
0: The where's the Bible out? edition?
1: A hundred dollars each. I'm like, ain't nobody going to buy a hundred dollar, you know, independent book. So I said, all right, let me see. And then the business changed. And when COVID hit, it forced everybody to kind of pivot you know, to market their products differently. And that's when I saw what Jimmy Palmiati was doing and I saw what Aspen was doing and Simon Busy, different guys were on Kickstarter. And I thought, Hey,
0: Jimmy is a boss on Kickstarter. I mean, if you're going to talk to anyone, if you're going to talk to anyone, I I really think it's Jimmy because he's been so successful. He delivers on time. He's the man, yo.
1: I reached out I reached out to different people because I had no delusions how how important. (laughs) And the nice. most important thing they, that they all told me was was order fulfillment. That yeah, if you're going to play games and you're not going to meet your goals and you're going to offer a product and then not – because people are, are sick of being burned on Kickstarter where bro, they buy a product and they never see it.
0: Homie, I've been waiting, I think at this point, 10 years for um, Rob Liefeld's Brigade, number one. He's <laughs> offering me my money back, and I'm like, no, you keep telling people you're mailing out Brigade a fucking book. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was just being nice then because I, I, you know, my, yeah, my, yeah. my image nostalgia. So I did it and I'm All still waiting. And I've been offered my money back. And then, but I get emails, oh, I'm sending books out. Oh, word. So I'm not, I don't want my money back. Where is this fucking yeah. miraculous book? Because I have not seen one picture of this shit on social media. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if, I, if, yeah. if Al Beggar gets this book, I'm going to be taking like 50 million pictures with it. Like, yeah. oh my God, I finally got it. Yeah. No. You know, People yeah.
1: don't want to hear your bullshit no more. That's I don't want to hear He got hacked twice
0: and everything. It's just no if more bullshit. Give me late, my fucking book.
1: Just tell him it's going to be late. If you're going to have a problem, that's why. See, I, my biggest problem with, because with, I like to support other people's Kickstarter campaigns too, because as an indie guy, you, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I look, I see, but nothing disappoints me more than when I look at a Kickstarter page and I look at, at the sample art, I go, they haven't worked. They haven't finished this book yet. They're waiting for the for the money to go. To, now they're going to sit down and they're going to produce a graphic. Novel. You know how fucking long that's going to take? Thank I mean, you, you guys, you got to get the work done before <laughs> you go to Kickstarter. Get it. I want to see the pages. Where are yeah. they? Oh, well, you know, my, my girlfriend left me. My dog died. People don't want to hear your bullshit. I was gassy, you know. Yes, but kinda... seeing comic books, we have, we, we, people don't want to put up with your bullshit. Have the thing finished. Before you get out to Kickstarter. You
0: Thank know? you. Right. The Kickstarter f- should
1: only be to fulfill yes. the printing, you know, yeah. fulfillment done. Yeah. And then you, that's why Kickstarter is getting a lot more hardcore with, all right, how are you going to deliver the book? Let me see your page. What, As
0: they should. Thank you, what, Kickstarter. What's your
1: financial situation like? So in case you screw people over, they can all get a refund. Give them their money back. Because their, people are tired of getting taken down a, you know, down a dark alley, and then you turn around, and a year later, you're two years later, you're going, man, where the hell's my brigade number one?
0: Ten years later, I mean. <laughs> ten years later, <laughs> brother. I mean, I, I'm still going to wait. I'm, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a whole podcast dedicated to that damn book when it comes in, and it better be good because that shit better be worth its weight in gold. I swear, yeah. to yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> but look at this—more pages. Yeah, and, and what's up, man? With, with with this style of like, he is like Uber, like Diesel, bro. I, if even I tried to get that muscular, I couldn't.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
0: Yeah, no, no, but I, that, I, I love that's it.
1: That's a statue. That's just that's like a, a, <laughs> a high angle shot of a statue, like a monument to him.
0: Gotcha, I love it, man. I mean, just look at the people too. It's like, and I love how. The emotes so differently, someone awe, someone in fear, and it's just told through there. It's like like the the people don't know how to react, and all of a sudden, here they have fake smiles on right. the other panel. It's like, <laughs> right, yeah, you know, it's so much fear. Um, because c- again, it's, it's it's Atomica, but then it's also anger, right?
1: Yeah, well, that's him as a kid. I mean, Atomica was kind of like Christ in a way that he was a normal kid, and then when he got to a certain age, he realized he was Atomica. And he's the son of Mother Russia, so this is him as a kid. And then he discovers he's Atomica.
0: Yeah, man, but look how angry. kind of worries me like that movie with that evil superpower kid that came out not too long ago.
1: Oh, yeah. That
0: that gave me the whole what if Superman went bad. I was like, holy smokes, bro. <laughs>
1: Scared the shit out of you.
0: Yeah. I love it. Oh, and look at – oh, man. And look at – it's good. And, and your. What type of coloring, or what's your process with the coloring? It, that it, was, I don't It's gorgeous, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was fortunate. I worked with these two gals, uh, uh, Bet Satello and Christina Strain. They were doing a lot of really cool, bright, new stuff. Because you remember, the computer coloring was just really starting to get in its, you know. But In
0: that early, time, yeah.
1: Early <laughs> computer coloring was too much. They were overdoing it. And I really liked what uh, Stuart I mean, was doing yeah. over with Hellboy, where he was doing more of a muted color, let the story speak. Don't over, don't over like render the figures, not too many highlights. So I just told them, I gave them real basic notes and they went to town and I said, less is more. And then this was kind of, you know, yeah. the feet, the vibe of the book was did not as much color, you know, more saturated colors.
0: Yeah, I see this as a tattoo right there. Just that first page. That's a <laughs> tattoo creature right there. That is amazing. Balls to the yeah. wall.
1: I that mean, was- it was, those were the those were like the the uh, Napoleonic soldiers that were frozen in the ice. You know? Oh
0: shit! Nice. Uh, you have man. a sick brain. No wonder your family was like, "Yo, you." you don't. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, no.
1: You, you, you tell them you want to be an artist, man. That's that's like saying you know, it, it, it's like you want to join the circus. They're they're not big on that, you know. That's it's
0: so like, crazy. Too crazy, man. But I, I I love it. I mean, where do you dig deep though for the for the inspiration? I mean, well, the design. Well,
1: I'll be honest, Atomica. Most of it was just I couldn't get in the comic business. I couldn't get arrested, man. They would not let me be in the comic business. I. So, I,
0: I what did you try? Because I want people to understand the journey, you know. Because you 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 worked hard. So where were you trying, and what was the biggest obstacles that they were kind of giving you?
1: Well, back in the day, you remember? I mean, it was it, the whole business is, is in New York. So I went to New York, I went to Marvel, I went to DC, I went to every con, I stood in every portfolio line, met with Top Cow, met with, you know, met with Dark Horse, I met with all those little shit independent publishers that are all gone now, you know, of every portfolio line, of every asshole now who's selling (laughs) Stormwindows, who was an editor at the time, telling you how to draw, and he never drew it in his life, but yet he was telling me, oh, no, no, Sal, go work on your perspective or whatever, but after a while, you know, you it starts stinging to where you keep asking the girl out and she keeps saying no. Finally, you just say, all right, forget it, man. This ain't happening. You know, yep. the writing's on the wall. And so I realized, hey, look, uh, I approached some friends of mine who are artists. And I said, what do you see? And they're like, Sal, forget it. This is not what Marvel and DC are looking for. They're looking for a house style you they want people that draw like Jim Lee and like whoever's popular that's who they want cuz that's yeah. what sells they claim it, whether it's the music business or movies or whatever people say they want what's new and yet you give they them what's new and it scares the shit out of them they don't want what's new cuz they, they're you. not they're not bold
0: enough to be the first to take the step that's so what I it really just, is fear so
1: finally i just said i got two choices either i'm just going to give it up you know, and go make a living doing something else or I'm going to do it myself. And so I said, what do I got to lose? I was bartending. I was living alone in a studio apartment. I was 30 cents short of a quarter. What the, you know, what the fuck do I <laughs> have to lose? You know, I mean, you got there's nothing more dangerous than a desperate guy. I was desperate. So I said, oh, i the hell with it. I'll put it on myself. Uh, what's the worst they're going to do to me? And then finally, you create, you know, you you change the dynamic a little bit to where you say, all right, you won't let me in your party. I'll have my own party. You know, you won't let me come in. Then you know what the hell with it. I'm tired of asking you. And I got tired of Marvel giving me bullshit. And I went in and I did mock proposals. I did shit on spec. I did stuff, you know, Swamp Thing. And I created these. Wouldn't even look at them. It wouldn't wow, even look. Good. Really? You know, I mean, all these guys that, oh, Sal, we really like your work. Yeah, well, then why aren't you giving me any work? You know, I mean, that's so- all right. Screw them
0: because yeah. we have the community that believes in you. Because look at that, well, You know, your Kickstarter, bro. You want the 25 racks, right? Yeah. You're up to 43 with three days to go. Yes, Marvel. You see? Yeah. This is what people want. Come on, DC. Do you understand? This is what people want.
1: Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I tell creators. I say, man, do your own thing. You know, if, if you try to get... I wanted to go in the front door, man. I wanted to draw Luke Cage. I wanted to draw the guy, you know. They, they you want to draw your
0: heroes. I understand. They said,
1: forget it. They said, forget it. And that's all right. You know, I mean, at, at some point, it's like... But that's where Atomica came from. You put, put that angst, put that frustration, put it into your work. You know, look at the great graffiti art of New York of the seventies that came yes. out of the stars, right? Well, you know what that was? That was the angst. Look where rap music was inspired and came from where it was created
0: yeah. in New
1: York City in the Bronx, and in Brooklyn. Where'd that come from? That came from the anxiety and the angst of the seventies. That's where great art comes from. Great it art does. comes from being pissed off, man. Does. great art comes from getting kicked in the ass. You know, it doesn't come from Little Lord Folleroy with the cigarette holder. You know, he ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> <you
0: know>? Truth, <laughs> truth, my. Bro. I love this homie right here, man. Chicago, yeah. New York vibe right here. I mean, we're vibing on the same level. I, no, I, I'm digging like, it, bro. It,
1: it's it's like you know anybody. It's like if you want to do it, just just do it, man. Just do it. Get it Get her done.
0: Get her done.
1: <laughs> it's not like it's not like jumping out of an airplane, you know, where if you fuck it up, you die. You know, yeah, you're. And I'm not over. jumping
0: out of a plane because I'm not that nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're
1: like you're working in an ER where if you don't know what you're doing, the guy dies on the table and you go, man, I don't know what I was doing. I I was
0: was just eating a donut two minutes ago. You want me to stop or what?
1: You're drawing a comic book. So it's like, just put your heart and soul into it, man. Just lay it out. Just go, I mean, here it is. If you don't like it, all right, the next one will be better.
0: But this is amazing. You've reached eight stretch goals already. This is the ninth, and I think people want to see this. This is dope. Look at this. So look at this. So we got the bookmarks. We got a holiday special. We got uh, what is enamel keychains? People love that stuff, we yeah, got oh, all trading cards, yo, bro. I'm a sucker for a trading card, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Holy we'll do- shit, you got David Mack to do a trading yeah. card, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: I love yeah, that no, artist,
1: David, David Mack. I knew David back in the day because he was putting Kabuki out. Yes, and we were in we Artist Alley together, and man, he was. I approached him, and he's like, "Man, just let me know what you need." And say the word. Joke. He did a great <laughs> cover for me, you know. The late Michael Turner, he oh. did a great cover for me. You know, he was another guy that just was like, "Hey man, let me know what you need," and yeah. he did the provide. But I want to yeah.
0: say with that one is just fuck cancer, damn it, yo! It's taking yeah. taking so many great and talented people away yeah. from us, man. It was
1: he was the he was the sweetest guy in the world too, man. Oh man, that, I can't that's imagine. I, I don't think enough people realize he was he was super talented, but man, even a nicer guy. I mean, oh. the nicest guy you can meet. You know, Bill Stankavage. Shit. yeah, yeah, what? yeah. As yeah a he, he's, he's another guy, hey man, let me know when you need it you oh. know alex did a did a the trade cover for me, you know and and so hey, it was-
0: look how sexy that fucking hardcover is, holy shit, bro oh,
1: so it's it turned out it it turned out really nice, it's,
0: it's gorgeous, cool. but I'm yeah. a fan, and i'm thinking i mean this this is proper proper presentation for Atomica as as, as the character. And the story that you've created deserves. This is great. Oh my gosh!
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's Tim Bradstreet right there. That one, Tim Brad. You know, Dang,
0: I don't know bro. I don't know what how the hell did it. you get with this whole circle. Of, I'm saying yeah, I know you, you got know, this club. Well, how did you yeah. jump into that club? I'm like, back damn.
1: Nah, no, man. Back in the day, I was doing like three, three, three cons a month. I was a doing month. Oh, shows. Man. I was set up in Artist Alley. You know, you know, doing my thing, doing my little dance, trying to get work. And so I just I would hit I you hit up a lot of guys I'd say you're this. just
0: a networker by nature I love You'd it
1: you just say hey you know if you need a lot of these you got to hit up way more because a lot of guys are gonna say man I can't
0: I don't you like got to pay the numbers you hit up hundred you you get lucky if yeah. five hits you there up there was
1: some that I wanted that that were like no nah, man I can't but but that's okay because the guys that I that I really really wanted oh, you, you got to kind of hit you know who who to talk to you know know who guys that understand what you're doing. And don't go to them with your hat in your hand. Just say, hey, man, this is how much I got. What can you do for me? And some of them will shock you. They'll be like, cool, let's do something. I really like what you're trying to do. Other guys will tell you, no, man, I'm sorry. I'm not interested. Okay. Okay.
0: But, again, you never know unless you ask.
1: It's a cool cool community. Yes, you absolutely should ask. It's a cool community where people, you know, artists are like you respect each other or doing the same type of thing. And you know, you you do me a favor, I do you a favor, kind of thing. So uh,
0: I was fortunate
1: I, enough to have some cool guys help me out.
0: I see here two different um, inspirations. I I see Kirby, but I also see H.R.
1: Geiger. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Kirby <laughs> guy. Yeah, but I also, like I said, I wanted, it, I didn't want it to feel like an American guy drawing a Russian comic book. I wanted it
0: to feel Maybe like Geiger with some of the artwork here. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Great
1: job, bro. I wanted to to do something different.
0: How long were you drawing before you felt comfortable enough to want to put your stuff out there?
1: Well, I don't think you're ever really completely comfortable because, you know, you're going to get your ass handed to you because there's always going to be critics. But that's okay because... um, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Your work is, you're always going to look back at older work and think, man, you know, I've evolved and your work gets better, hopefully. But probably uh some of my earlier samples that I did at Marvel, I thought were pretty good. I look back at them now and go, man, they weren't that good at all. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I
0: understand Marvel. <laughs> you
1: know, you look at stuff and go, man, my stuff is the shits. And then you look back and go, man, no wonder they didn't hire me. But then other times you just say, hey, you know, uh, uh. Let me just let me try. Let me do it. You Yo, know? Sal,
0: you're fucking me up here. I'm looking at this, and I'm uh, I'm I'm a person that's learning about crypto. Are, are you about to create some atomic crypto?
1: No, no. I'm that's, just speculating here because I uh, want to do it. <laughs> that's a physical coin. That's a physical oh, word. Coin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's, For that's what? A physical coin. Yeah. That's another one of those things that that when I started to explore Kickstarter and you do the Ooh. stretch calls. The more people I talked to, the I realized from my last Kickstarter campaign is that people really supporters really love the perks. They love all that stuff. They love the silly stuff. This is we so awesome it. looking. They love it also. I the more guys I approached when I was talking to Frank over at Aspen, he goes, Man, we just did a coin. We did a trading coin. And they love it. It's one of the most popular things we did. And I'm like, what? Really? A coin? <laughs> a coin, yes. So, because the companies that, that you approach, the printers that do the bookmarks and the trading card and all that, and the pins and the keychain, they got all this stuff now. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's go ahead. I wish, you know?
0: I, wish I had it. I actually have. I'll
1: a send coin. you one. I'll send I, you one. Oh,
0: really? Oh, oh Yeah. yeah, I, have yeah zombie, I have a zombie coin.
1: No, we, we just, I mean, see, the good thing about this now is you don't have to make, in the old days, to make a coin, you'd have to print up ten thousand of them, you know. And you're like, great. What the hell am I going to do with ten thousand coins? Now <laughs> you, you put can that print... sit in
0: circulation and make a
1: risk. <laughs> now you could print five hundred, couple of hundred, enough to oh, cover nice. the stretch goals, enough to cover the campaign. You just tell the guy, hey, how many? He's like, how many do you want? You want a couple of hundred? You go sure. And then you print extra in case ones get lost. You want to throw them in with other people that supported you and stuff like that. So when they told me a coin, I was like. Are you kidding me? I've got people out that have supported it that said, I just want the coin. And I'm like, Really? really? Well, I'm like, All right, whatever. You know, oh, I mean. Shit. We're there's
0: gonna no, see you on an infomercial on, on on the home shopping network talking about look at these atomica coins. <laughs> there's
1: no message. There's no rhyme or reason. As soon as you think you got this shit figured out, people that will will email me and go, "What's with the coin?" And I'm like, "Okay, you know."
0: <laughs> You're like, "All right, whatever you want, guys. I, I got if, you.
1: if you get you to look at my book, I'll make three <laughs> coin. You know, <laughs> I'll make three coins. You know,
0: I start making change. Fucking dime nickel and Do it." So okay he- so the cards oh there goes the Michael Turner one beautiful I could tell immediately Yeah beautiful What well, so it's a, so it's a 6 card set
1: yeah, and then we're going to do a, we're gonna do a full card set as well. So Oh, really? How many? Yeah, no, we're not, I'm not saying anything to you, but when you put okay. the book, it's going to be in there. We're doing like maybe like 20 different cards. Oh, wow. Because I told said, guys, uh, what else am I going to do with these covers? Once they're gone, they're gone. I got to move on and do new stuff. So I'm like, as long as I got all these cool images, we may as well just Ooh. do a whole card set. You know, like that's Tim Bradstreet, you know. Darwin that's Cook, pretty you know, sick, though. This is yeah, sick. Darwin Cook did a great piece for me, and he the late Darwin. Right there, that's oh. Darwin Cook. And, and he passed, he gave that to me after the book was already out. He goes, hey, Sal, I got your Atomica piece. I go, Darwin, the book's already done, man. So I sat on that piece, you know, all this time. And then when we re-released it, I said, man, we got to do something with Darwin's piece because the guy, you know, he's a great yeah. guy. He passed away, unfortunately. Another yes. guy, another cancer, you know. Fucking fuck you, cancer. Fucking cancer. <laughs> yeah. So I said, hey, I got to do something with Darwin's piece. So that's why it was important for us to get Amazing,
0: it. Amazing, yo. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Amazing. You have something very special here.
1: That's And look
0: that's, at this thing. God damn, yo. This motherfucker just keeps. He's a, guy,
1: he's a guy where I'm like, hey, Bill, man, where's the cover? He goes, oh, shit, you're right. I, and, and then he hands it to me at a con. He goes, hey, man, I got your cover for you. And me
0: I, at a con. Oh, he here you go. It, he
1: throws it down on that. Holy <laughs> shit. I go, yeah, he he threw it down like it was like a scrap. And I go, man, Bill, oh my God, look at this. Bill, what this. are you doing? What are you doing? He's a baby. Ready, I'm <laughs> ready to go become a plumber after I saw that. I go, gee, what am I doing? Who am I kidding with my bullshit? Look at this work. Oh,
0: yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, oh, incredible. fucking amazing. The yeah. And there goes Turner. Wow. Turner. Rest in peace, brother.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a, a character, Pravada character. Was like the Russian Wonder Woman, and ah. and I said, hey man. At the time, I said, oh man, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta talk to Mike Turner, and then I I, I talked to this guy Frank, who's a good friend of ours, and he's like, oh man, he's real busy, Sal. And then wow. sometimes you hit these guys right around certain times of the year, like the holidays or tax time. You'd be surprised when <laughs> <Many laughs> go, all of a sudden go, what do you need? That's yeah. the secret, folks. If you want work done, hit him up oh, before
0: God. Christmas. Oh, man.
1: especially English guys, like especially because <laughs> they get their ass kicked with income packers. So when you hit him up in March, like Glenn, Glenn Fabry, you know, he's he's like, yeah, sad. I don't know, I'm busy. I'm doing preacher covers, blah, blah, blah. He called me up. He goes, at 2 in the morning. Hey, you fucking yank! When do you need that cover? You know? Ah, shit! <laughs> you know Simon Bisley, that guy. I mean, you remember Simon when yeah, he was okay. doing all that. I mean, now, he...
0: my thing about, about Simon, I met him at a convention in Boston Comic Con, and I think I didn't realize this. You know, I, I have my friend Dave Elliott is on my team. Yeah. Uh, we do international comic city. You know, he, he's a world class creator himself, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I meet Simon, and he. I swear to god he's mumbling. I'm just nodding my yeah. head. I'm like, I don't understand a word. Is he like I don't understand a word? So I remember telling Dave, like, yo, I met Simon. I couldn't understand a word. He goes, You know what it was, Al, I promise you he was in a pub fucking probably three hours before.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's oh, called like, me from the pub. Oh, I mean at, at right. two in the morning. He calls me at two in the morning. And he's like, ah, yeah, yeah. he calls me, he's swearing at me, calling That's me. That's how he sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, what how the you fuck, fuck you know, Everything was a fucking yank. How you fucking yank and this and that. Ah. And you can... So I said, he goes, hey, tell me about this cover. Tell me about this cover. And I, because he did the cover for uh, number um, number nine, I want to say. Number nine is, is is Bisley's cover. And I was always a huge Bisley fan. All the great stuff he did at Heavy Metal and my God, all those great Lobo and
0: Lobos, the Lobos, Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Lobo,
1: amazing. I mean, he's he's like a legendary artist. Right there in the middle, that's him. The, the one
0: Which this, one? this
1: right, one? No, keep going, keep going, right in the center. That's him. That's this him one? right there. Yeah, that, oh,
0: that's, that's what him. I want to show people. Yeah. Let's go see let's go see this beautiful
1: so black boy. He goes,
0: okay. that's, Ooh,
1: no, that's, no, that's not him. That's number nine. That's uh uh that's Simone Bianchi number
0: nine. Number nine is Bianchi, all right. So then we have to go next.
1: Yeah, he. So he, I call him up. Well, oh, he calls me up because I he got his. I called him. I left him a message. And. Um,
0: Why did it go there? Well, that's what bothers me.
1: <laughs> he he goes he goes. Uh, well, tell me about yeah. It's right there on the top.
0: That's yeah, that I clicked that, and this is where it, it wants to take to
1: me. It goes to a different one. Yeah right there. Yeah, that's it. 11,
0: there we go. Yeah. Oh.
1: Sh- so so he goes to me, he goes uh tell me about tell me about this character. Tell me about him. I said and I go uh he goes, "Oh shit. Okay, go ahead." And I go, "All right." Cuz I could tell he's drunk off his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a great guy. So he goes, I go, "He's naked. He's he's just naked. He's wrapped in a Soviet flag. He's the guy of Russia. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to art direct you. You you you're way too talented a guy for me to art direct any of these guys. I just said do what you want to do. He goes, "All right. Okay. Can I give him a big cock?" And I, <laughs> and I can I make his hammer the cock. His cock is a hammer and and, and he hits people with it and I go, "Simon, Simon." I, <laughs> How am I gonna? I can't put it in the catalog. This is not
0: this is not Dick Amica. This I
1: is. Can't, Amica. I can't. No, no, <laughs> they won't put the ad in the. In, I can't put the cover in in the, in the diamond catalog of a guy with a hammer for a cock. He goes, ah, oh, you fucking yanks, you've got no imagination. I go, yeah. how about how about the next cover? You, you you do another cover where he's got a big hammer for a cock, but this one you can't do the hammer, no cocks. Simon, please. So goes, ah, I was going to do a great piece for you, blah. And I said, all right. And then he hung up, and then he sent me that, and it's, it's, you know, it's beautiful.
0: So. Oh, uh, so, uh, so I just want to make sure. Because since his legs are spaced out, you didn't use no eraser anywhere. No no. <laughs> no.
1: no, I was, I told him, I said, please don't, don't, you know, I hope he didn't send it to me. For but the I,
0: love of God, please don't tell me Yeah, that. <laughs> because I would have had
1: to use it because I wasn't going to not use a Simon Bisley cover. I but hear he, you. He really wanted to do, uh, it would have been something cool. I said, Simon, how about the next time you, you do it? You
0: know that? what, though? You know, Batman, I'll to it because now the Batcock is infamous in Black Label. Right.
1: but But Bisley was always that kind of guy. So, so
0: I, I think Busy's probably angry. He's like, "Damn, I could have given you that cock prose before that's Batman." What he told me. That's pretty cool. You
1: got no imagination. And I said, "Yeah, all right, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't. I can't have a naked cover." Yes, I, it's America.
0: We can't. Not yet.
1: Only, the, we still have too many prudes. That, put be in the, the back of the catalog, and nobody orders from the back of the catalog.
0: And the, you're lucky if you even make the catalog with that right. cover. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be able to even post this on, on, on social. <laughs> oh, So I'm going to say this is like uh, violating uh, the rights right here. Like, why is this guy with a cock here?
1: (laughs) Pretty much. So I said, okay, you know, but. Him and, and Glenn Fabry did some amazing stuff too. I mean, he was.
0: He the names are dropping, bro. I need to get a broom and a dustpan because,
1: goddamn, yo,
0: the, you have some great people. Yeah, I have worked I, on this. Well, too. I
1: worked, I approached him. You know, probably you know a year or two before I was going to get it going. I just started asking people just to see what would happen, and then sometimes, you know, you, I wanted some a few guys that I couldn't get, but I started with my heroes. I started with Gene Colin and Tony DeZuniga. And guys that I would see in artist alley that were my heroes that were getting older that not a lot you know, unfortunately a lot of fans were, were not ignoring anymore. They were ignoring them. a lot of cons weren't inviting them anymore because they were inviting oh. the younger guys, the yeah. more popular guys. So you know
0: I'll break your heart here. I was at Boston Comic Con one year. I loved Jimmy P, you know, of course, and he had a huge line. I mean
1: huge. Yeah.
0: You know who was right behind them with zero people at his table? Marv
1: Wolfman.
0: Yeah. No, I'm I'm, like, and then my, I was with one of my friends that loves comics and loves Marv. Yeah. This guy wanted to cry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen too much. I've seen a lot of that. I mean, I've seen guys at George Tusca. I saw at the end, you know, uh, uh, John Ramita Sr. did a piece for me. I mean, I hit up John Ramita Sr. What? Yeah. He did a, he did a a cover for me uh, for the, uh, for the little ash can we did. And he's such a sweet man that I asked him, you know, and and I went, I work with Alex, so I approached him that way. And he was, all of a sudden, he sent me this this ink drawing. So that's uh, the
0: only piece I didn't find, Sal, the S can.
1: Yeah. I mean, how hard
0: is it to find that S can, to be uh, honest? I mean, do you still have them?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's still around. I mean, it's one of those things where. uh, uh, it's definitely here. I'll send you an image of it, but it's, it's, a, it's an ink drawing. He didn't do a full, obviously a full on one, because at that point he was like, man, I'm retired. I don't want to do this stuff uh, anymore. Yeah. You know, I want to take it easy and I, and I respect it. So he'd send me an ink drawing that was just like uh fantastic. And I had it colored digitally. So I was just oh, wow. like, Hey, you know, this is
0: Wow. Uh, oh, hold on. let me put you right there on the, on the main screen and do this. Oh, Oh, so classic.
1: Yo, yeah. No, I mean that was that was just an ink drawing, and I said, "Hey, is it okay? I'm gonna have it colored digitally." So they colored it a digitally for me. Wow. Yourself. You wow. know, and then it was just one of the, was my hero. You know, and but he was he was retired. He's like, man, I don't wanna I don't wanna do this stuff anymore. I'm taking it easy now. But he was Good. nice enough to do it. And and but again, same with Alex Nino and Tony DiZinno. These guys that wow. were that I revered that were are now in Artist Alley, and they weren't getting a lot of attention anymore. And it would break my heart, you know. But yes,
0: I, was- I get you. Yeah, we're, we're brothers here, but I feel you on that. There's so many people. That Colin, are really- I, got,
1: I got to show you Gene Colan, because he was my hero. Gene Colin did Hold on. Black and White, so I don't know if it's going to show up or not.
0: But uh, It's not showing up too great. Yeah. I don't know if you have a light source there that's kind of like... Darn it. Send me the image. Image. Send me that it's image, and I'll it, add it uh, into and the post.
1: And I just I wanted to give the character kind of a history, you know, I mean, have it feel like you know different different artists worked on it, so that yeah. it didn't come out of right feel. Steve Rude did a real nice piece, uh, uh, yeah. But the ones that stick out the most are just the ones where it's like that helps sell the book, like what Alex did for me. And anybody who was willing to contribute on any level, I was. Believe me, I was grateful. I mean, some of the the fan ones that people sent in, I posted. They were fantastic.
0: Well, there was a lot of fans. Again, this is the whole thing. I mean, this book was amazing. A shame that 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 I had this these issues early on, you know, if you will. Uh, but I'm glad to see it now. And what I want to know now, you know, you know, before we close the show, is we have this edition coming out that's collecting the original story. Are we gonna get anything new? Is there
1: anything still? Yeah, in the yeah no, that, that's that's what I was saying. There's like three hundred. It's it's over three hundred pages, that, and there's a lot of pieces in there. Like for example, the Darwin Cook piece was never published. Ernie Chan did some pieces for me that are in there.
0: I saw that Ernie Chan when I was perusing here. I was like, Ernie, Ernie Chan. Chan
1: did two pieces for me. Alex did two. Bill Sienkiewicz did two covers. One of them is in there that was never published. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of supplemental in, you know info in there and, and material in there. L- Lucho Perillo did a piece for me that was never published. Mark Texiera did oh, a, wow. you know. So there's a lot of supplemental things in there that, that I, I didn't have room for or I got them after the book already came out, so I'm like, look, if I put this thing together, I got to put everything in there because what am I? What else am I going to do with this stuff? So it was important to get it all in, and there's a big supplement, a lot of supplemental material because uh, this company, Darkwood, this publisher uh, in Eastern Europe, published it as a hardcover, okay. and they, they did a whole big section of all the Russian mythology characters that are in the book. And they did a fantastic job oh, with it. So that's all in there. There's kind of a history of. Oh, audio. so
0: we wait. So that oh, so for right now, the Kickstarter edition. I have it, but if we wanted that originally, we have to get that other one to have the OG. It,
1: it wasn't published in the U.S. I mean, wow. when they told me a few years ago about doing it overseas, I thought, yeah, okay, sure. I never thought it was going to happen, but they did such a great job with it over there that when they sent it over, they said, hey. We got the English translation if you want to publish it, and I'm like, yeah, great. Where the hell am I going to publish it? And then COVID hit, and then I did my hostage uh, Kickstarter, and I thought, man, if I could do that one, man, let me see what happens with Atomica because I got all this great three over 300 page files of, of Atomica. Let me let me try it, and let me add all the extra stuff you know that was never seen, and then that's kind of where this came about.
0: Good for you, kiddo. I mean, you've been around, man. You've been doing it. So last thing I want to leave everybody with, a piece of advice. I mean, you've been kind of been giving it about just keep going, keep going. Do you break down the doors? But overall, what, what's the best piece of advice you give anyone trying to just create something? Of their Put out way?
1: your own book. Put out your own book, man. Do it, it yourself. You could do 10 copies. You could do 20 copies. You could do black and white. You could do it at Kinko's. It desktop publishing, my god my my son could do it i mean it is it is it's just about the sweat sitting down, create a story, lay it out, draw it yourself, get your buddy to help you get other guys online. A guy who wants to be an inker wants to be a colorist wants to be a writer. Don't wait around for Marvel and d c to call you man because that you know it, it ain't gonna happen if you if you're waiting around for them to let you draw the ultimate spider man good luck. <laughs> because that you see how it's getting man the business yes. is getting narrower and narrower and but let me tell you something else the business needs indie publishers more than ever yes. we need voices from Brooklyn from Chicago from California from the from the suburbs to the yes. urban city i love when i see that shit characters about whatever who cares yeah. if it's cool people will buy it you know That's if, it, if it, it's cool i know i'll buy it if it looks cool if it comes from the heart and it's a story that only you know. You guys to- why I
0: bought Atomica from the get. When I saw that you know, beautiful I mean, red like- cover, I yeah. was like,
1: oh. And do and do what you know, man. Don't be Frank Sinatra singing Stevie Wonder. Do your own <laughs> shit, you know, do your own book about shit that only you know about, you know. Yeah, and, that, and it's gonna kick ass. It's not gonna be some old regurgitated bullshit about your version of Wolverine. We saw that shit already. Do your own yeah.
0: stuff, man, you know. Agreed. Agreed. That's real talk, folks. This is the great Sal Abinanti, Please, folks, I've been showing it off. Let me show it one last time. So stay up to date. Follow Sal right there and his it. partner, Andrew. All right. And Comics Mercury. All right. Please show some love there. But most importantly, with three days to go, let's get Sal over that 50 mark. So you can get that other hostage book right there, the sketchbook. All right. When we, when he breaks the fifty visit the kickstarter prize it's atomica a t o m i k a all right folks yo check it out trust you trust me that this is an amazing book i loved it when it first came out back in o five when I was buying it single issues I'm very excited to see this as a hardcover and I think I'm actually going to kick in because this is something i want i want to have be part of myself porn over here <laughs> so <laughs> So Sal, thank you so much for taking some time to chit chat.
1: Oh, I really appreciate it.
0: I love, man. I love the Chicago energy. You feel like I'm talking to somebody from Brooklyn too,
1: bro. Hey, hey, it's awesome. No, it's 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 the same shit, you know. Just just you know, different geography.
0: Yeah. See, I like, but I, I I'll keep my New York slices. You can keep your deep dish. Because I like, I them like
1: both, I like them both.
0: No, I, the deepest is okay I, I have to be in the mood for deepness But I'm forever in the mood for a slice
1: I like them both But you know what I love most about New York? Hot pastrami Oh, We got, oh. We got, we got no good deli in Chicago Trust me Cat's Bro. deli You used to have four or five great deli They're all going away now they're gone, I mean, yeah. they're gone Second Avenue's gone But when I go One of the first places I go When I'm in New York When I go for the con I go right to Cat's
0: yeah. You know pastrami? what's funny? They pass so much
1: pastrami Where's the bread? Hot pastrami, I get extra bread on the side. You tip the guy, he gives you some extra bread. I like all fat. Give me the end. You know, (laughs) give me the brown mustard. Bro, you are
0: you are a man after my heart. So I hope that one day we can connect at a convention somewhere, and you and I are gonna go get some hot pastrami sandwiches and some brews and talk about the goodness of comics and geek out, man. You are Awesome. God bless, bro. Thank you, I brother. always do this, bro. Yeah. I always like to give flowers because creators like yourself don't get flowers as often as you should, right? Here well, you are, bro. You've been a forward thinker. You've been a person thank that you. wants to break down barriers. You said, F everybody else. If you don't want me, I'm going to do this and prove to you why it's great. So thank you for being bold, for being brave, for putting yourself out there, putting your creations out there not being shy. You are amazing, You are amazing, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. For real, so with that folks, you know what to do Follow Sal, follow Comic Crew I'll tell you what to do, thank you for tuning in To another Comic Crusaders Podcast Hasta la próxima, later Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast If you like the content Please subscribe and turn on notifications Also please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our Extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com and also Make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app On the Google Play Store today